and welcome to Screen Vomit, the number one movie podcast for normal people. I'm your host, Kayla. Hey, hey, babies. I'm Kali J. Hell yeah. Okay, what are we doing? We did a movie today. Couldn't be a more normal movie for this uh, normal movie podcast. We picked the 2017 movie, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. A mouthful of a title. Yeah. What do you think about a long title? Well, this title in in particular is a a song title that he just used for this movie. Yeah. So I guess I can forgive that. We're talking the nine word title here. It's a lot. I think it's a lot. And when I'm trying to talk about this movie to other people, it's like... Makes it hard. It makes it really hard. And I don't want to type it out a bunch of times. I sure don't. Um. <laughs> Why? I love a movie that has two titles. What do you mean? Oh, like Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying mm. and Love the Bomb, Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. There's like several movies that have that or thing. Yeah. So you can this just has say, no or though. No. So I would have mm. loved a, I don't know. An or. Mm. Yeah, like uh, Green Depression or I don't know how to... Yeah, feel at home in this world anymore. <laughs> I don't think I feel at home in this. See, I'm not. I can't. That's the thing. I don't know. What, I just because when I text it to you, I say I don't dot 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 or I don't know dot dot dot. Or I don't. <laughs> and no is not even in the. <laughs> uh, no, I, d- I don't the f- feel. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It's complicated. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, boy. So, I yeah, I think it's a lot, and it just kind of feels very, um, like, mid-2000s emo to me, but yep. that's just, like, my personal experience. Fucking, yeah, because every <laughs> fucking band did that, too. You had, like, fucking Panic at the Disco, had a bunch mm-hmm. of songs that were just, like, or an album or something that was like that. Oh, like, God. band names and band song titles, both. Empire, Empire, I Was a Lonely Estate. <laughs> I hated that shit. <laughs> I was like, why are you going to do that? What's the point? Yeah. And everybody just shortens it colloquially anyway. So, yep. uh. <laughs> nine minutes ragging on how long the title is. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I, I tell you what, this, is, this movie did it a very impressive thing. Hmm. I started this movie in kind of a grumpy mood. It, served, it cheered it you up? Cheered me up. Aw. This movie, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's kind of like you know, kind of looking more at the negatives and the positives in the early minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this movie is like pleasant enough that like I couldn't, you can't deny it. Yeah. When I so I did an Instagram poll for what movie we should do next, uh, and it was between this and another movie, and so many people were not only voting for this movie, but like messaging or or DMing, yeah, about how much they loved it. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a good sign before yeah. watching. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about it, and uh, I had a pleasant little time, you know. Sure. Okay, so this is written and directed by actor Macon Blair. His directorial debut. He acted in Green Room and was also in that uh, new Netflix movie. I care a lot. Which I didn't, which I didn't. Care I don't for. care for a lot. <laughs> oh man, this is a classic Colin thing, uh, mm. uh, a CCT. When I <laughs> see a person from a movie I didn't like in another movie, and so I don't want to see that movie because mm. Rosamund Pike famously was in Gone Girl, Ugh, a yeah. movie which had me gone. 
girl. <laughs> uh, you would not like I Care a lot. Yeah. I didn't like it either. But yeah, he's also uh, making Blair's in Green Room, and we love Green Room, right? Okay, and then in the acting roles, we have Elijah Wood starring. We haven't done an Elijah Wood movie, I don't think. Ever? Right? No. That sounds right, yeah. But I wish that we had. I love Elijah Wood. One of my very first, like, formative films, like one of my very first uh, favorite films I ever had as a child Mm -hmm. was an Elijah Wood film, Radio Flyer. So we've grown up together. <laughs> We're I love Elijah about Wood. the same age. <laughs> Elijah yeah. Wood is a classic. Uh, he's very similar to Robert Pattinson in that he... Mm. Okay. <laughs> Interested to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. In that he hit... They both got a lead role I in see a where you're going. huge mm. fantasy trilogy, you know, multi-billion mm. dollar thing. And then after it, they just do whatever they want. Yeah. They're they made their money and now they only do cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're both weird as fuck and they do a lot of hit or miss stuff. Usually they're just doing mid-tier, like low budget stuff. I think yeah. Elijah Wood seems a little cooler. I think so too. <laughs> I, I think I would really I think I would enjoy hanging out with Elijah Wood. Yeah. I'd have a friend crush on Elijah Wood. I think like, hanging like out a, be my friend. <laughs> hanging out with Pattinson could go really well or really bad. <laughs> I feel like, like, what do you think he's like in re- in real life, Pattinson? You think he's a no, party animal? No, I, I, oh god, I don't, I don't think I. Can. I bet he's a party animal. All right, the first thing, <laughs> god damn it! Now I'm thinking too much. Does Robert Pattinson do a bunch of drugs? Is that publicized? Um, I don't think anything's publicized. I did just watch an interview with him on Colbert. Yeah, and he was saying. Sorry, I'm at about 10% brain function because we had a premiere last night and uh, I haven't gone to bed, <laughs> implying that he was partying all night. <laughs> uh, so. I feel I just can't. You can't read him. You know, we love it about mm. him. You can't read him. <laughs> Elijah Wood. You never know what he's going to do next and you never know what he's thinking for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's Elijah Wood is is like kind of chaotic good. Our mm. pet a little more... Kind of chaotic Cha- evil. <laughs> chaotic, chaotic. Chaotic, yeah. Uh, yeah, Elijah Wood, you, you yeah. know, you see the, 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 the photo of him riding uh, a scooter smoking a cigarette, and you're like, what a delightful guy. What a tiny little goof. Yeah, yeah, he's a small guy. Oh, my God, he's a short king. He yeah. owns being no, small better yeah. than anyone. Like, Tom mm-hmm. Cruise, terrible, obviously, like, the spectrum is like Tom Cruise, terrible <laughs> short king. I'm so afraid of being short. Elijah Wood is like, make me a hobbit, baby. Like, get me smaller. Like, uh, yeah, I'm a short king. What, yeah. what about it? Uh, I guess we should talk about the other people in the movie. <laughs> One thing I love about our podcast is that we can spend 11 minutes debating on who's cooler, Elijah Wood or Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Love that for us. Okay, so <laughs> in other roles in this movie, we have Melanie Linsky, who is uh, one of these people who's been in, like, damn everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely know her face if you don't know her name. She's in, been acting for, like, 20-something years. She's in Coyote Ugly. She's in Sweet Home Alabama, the original L Word, uh, But I'm a Cheerleader, one of my faves, it, amongst many other things. Yeah. Two other roles that are people who are not as well-known, but... Uh, still cool. Devin Gray, who plays the rich guy's son in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the show Dexter? I'm aware of it, yeah. Whenever Dexter was a teen and it wasn't played by 
Michael C. Hall. We're looking at uh, Teen Dexter. This is Teen Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> a little more grown now. Yeah. And exciting probably only to me or yep, anyone. I knew you were going to fucking a, do it. <laughs> who was a uh, horror freak in the <laughs> early aughts. It's going to happen um, every movie he's in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Derek Mears was in this. Uh, I was so surprised to see him. <laughs> you just never see the guy in stuff, and uh, it's exciting when you do. He just has an incredibly tiny part, but we have done um, another movie he's in on the pod, Alita Battle Angel, and uh, I posted this on our story, so sorry if you already saw, but I met Derek Mears in 2009 and got a uh, flexing pick with him. He was in the uh, 2009 Friday the 13th. He played Jason Voorhees in that. So that's just cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. There we go again. There we go again on our own. (laughs) Doing seven minutes on one actor. (laughs) I'll cut half of this. I just didn't expect to see him in this film, and that was exciting to me. No, that that rules. It just felt random. Anyway, we can move on. That's all the actors I'm going to even talk about. That's it. So tell us what those critic scores are. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Rotten Tomatoes. We're clocking in at 89%. It's mm-hmm. pretty. With uh, Metacricket, we got 75 percenties. Mm. And with Google users, 84%. Okay, so we're averaging about 85. We snagged the markets that matter. Or it snagged the markets that matter. <laughs> and Rotten Tomatoes and Google users, Metacricket, yeah. like... Fuck them. Yeah. Who needs them? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, let's watch the trailer and then we can get into it. Yeah. <laughs> a freaky, freaky My house got robbed. What did they take? My grandma's silver. Uh, did you call the authorities? Yeah. The world is bigger than your silverware. Grow up. Everyone is an asshole. Taking my mind. Sometimes I feel like I'm underneath a whirlpool, like I can't even breathe. The way people treat each other makes me so furious. Kevin, stop it. Is there anything I can do? Open sesame. Gotcha. (laughs) Police. Your son broke into my house. (laughs) I have no idea where he is. Vigilante action is a good way to get your wig knocked off. You have beautiful eyes, okay? What do you want? For people to not be assholes. I'm not letting you shoot anyone. Anyone. Anyone else. So one of the first things that really struck me about this movie, and this is maybe a little random, okay. Random. Uh, The coloring of the movie, the way it looks, the coloring, I thought was gorge. Yes, I agree. Kind of, I'm picturing kind of. Like browns, greens, reds sort of coloring. Uh, And I'll tell you. Coloring didn't used to be something I really noticed, but I've since followed a couple on Instagram, yeah. and you really, man, they do some work, and sure. you're going to laugh. Okay. So I thought the coloring was so good on this that I actually looked up who colorized it, 
And lo and behold, it was Andrew Francis, who is the same person that colorized Relaxer. Bingo. Yep. It always comes back to it. How many degrees from Relaxer is this movie? That's, I knew you would like That's what we should fucking start doing. No joke. How many degrees is every movie from Relaxer? Have we done a single episode where it hasn't come up at least once <laughs> since we did the movie? I don't know. But he's actually like, he's an incredibly good colorizer in general. Yeah. Um, he's done like really big movies too. Like he did Hereditary and uh, a whole bunch. He has like a hundred credits. But yeah. um, anyway, I just thought that was really funny. I couldn't believe that when I looked it up because I was like, the coloring is literally so cool. I need to see who did this. And, and it's, uh, it's your Andrew boy. Francis. Shouts out. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so when we open this movie, we're following around Melanie Linsky's character as she kind of... It's just one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's just kind of freaking out about normal things that are annoying all around her. Have you ever seen the film Falling Down from uh, yeah, I was gonna 1993? Say, I was going to yeah. bring it up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah, a long time ago, before, like, I was probably in 7th or 8th grade. My brother had it, had it on DVD when he was mm. in high school, and so I watched it when I was younger. So it's been years, but, like, you don't yeah. forget a movie like that. <laughs> right. So the director actually calls this movie a cousin to that movie, and if you've seen that movie, Falling Down, I think you can see it. It's a pretty cool way to look at it. Especially in the beginnings of both movies, you can really feel the similarity because they're both in both movies. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of noticing like shitty things that people do. Yeah. Normal shitty things that happen all the time, maybe. Or in the girl's case, they're a little more uh, larger problems, but they're both having like outsized reactions to just like normal annoyances yeah and becoming like extremely nihilistic because of them <laughs> who amongst us has not fallen to this level of <laughs> yeah like, yeah the the little things that add up that mm -hmm. we that we let just overtake our mind in our whole entire focus yeah and we're just so fixated upon the little bullshit yeah i you know what i probably get close to falling down uh, probably like Holly, twice. are you going to become a shooter? No, 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 no. <laughs> Completely <laughs> exaggerated. No, but there are oh those days where I am just like, oh my Who God. Who am I, I doing this podcast with? <laughs> a white boy shooter? Yeah, Falling oh Down God. has not aged well. I'll say that. I, I just watched it last night. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, we can talk about it now. But okay. Because we're already bringing it up. But, I feel um, like I've heard some leftists bring it up in context of like being like a very right wing style movie aged very poorly because <laughs> it, it poses something that has become a reality and the reality fucking sucks. Yeah, I'd say that's true. Well, I still found it to be pretty fun to watch, but there are definitely some uh, things that don't hold up. <laughs> sure. There's some racist stuff. Yep. And... The the man is like not quite alt right, <laughs> but um he does do some like 
this is my country, speak English kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, He does do like, this is America, the land of the free or whatever constitutional rights kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but he does also kill a Nazi. <laughs> Takes all kinds, you know? So... <laughs> And and it is white boy shooter movie, you know, just white boy being mad and yeah. uh, being aggressive. So that's like, you know, at the time, more groundbreaking these days. We're over it. <laughs> it's like, please, no more white guys. At guy. the time, wired. Now, yeah. tired. <laughs> very, very fucking tired. Uh, so just that narrative in general doesn't hold up. But I think it's kind of a fun... I mean, the stuff that he's doing... Even though he is white boy shooter, it's so like his reaction to everything is so outsized to what the problems are. You know, like he pulls out a gun at like a McDonald's because they won't serve him the breakfast menu. You know, like Amazing. it's just the the most tedious of annoyances <laughs> that he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to explode everything then. Uh, so because the reaction is so oversized it's kind of funny yeah even he's thrown yeah. a, a phrase i've used before called a, a big boy fit mm-hmm. when you're you're a grown man and things aren't going your way and so you just make an enormous scene and ruin everyone's <laughs> day involved you like you demolishes know. an entire convenience store because the coca-cola costs 85 cents instead of 50 cents <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes, like, that's a good like thing. That. <laughs> that's a big boy fit. <laughs> and there's a, other people have storylines going on in that movie too that are kind of fun. But anyway, we're not talking about that movie. <laughs> no. But it, I can definitely see how... They're kind of related. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, some stuff that happens to this woman, she's a nurse and somebody dies on her watch while she's in the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she... A car almost runs her down in the parking lot. A man spoils her favorite book for her at the bar. That man actually played by the director, Megan Blair. Okay. Yeah, he sucked. He did a great job. Yeah. yeah. I was really annoyed was by great. his character. Yeah. Because it's like you think that she's found like somebody cool for We're a second. Like, yeah. Oh, you you like my like nerd book? Oh, how cool. We're like connecting on this thing. And then he instantly spoils it for her and like bails. <laughs> And then there's a huge dog turd in her yard. So just like, just these tiny little grievances are piling up for her. Yeah. You know, my dad, until he was berated enough by his neighbors, never mm-hmm. picked up his dog's shit. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Said he just you know, didn't like it. I feel like, like it. it's an Indiana thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like picking up dog shit has only become a thing that people, well, I don't know, because I've only... I've been in Chicago for like six years. So when I lived in Indiana, that just wasn't a thing. People just don't do it around here. That had never been a thing when I was growing up ever. We never, I've had all kinds of dogs. I've never had a doggy bag in my life. I have, for a long time, my dad has made fun of a neighbor because they have a sign in the front of the yard that says, please curb your dog. And he's mm. like, oh, snooty fucking people over here. Too good for my dog to shit in her yard. Such a reasonable request, but... (laughs) I don't know if it's, like, because I I just know what I know. Like, in Chicago, everybody picks up their... Like, you have have to to. have a bag. Yeah. Uh, But there's also, like, so many more people. You know, everybody has a dog, and there's 90 million people out here, so it's, like... 
You can't just be letting all that many dogs shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but, So I don't know if it's like that kind of thing or like what it is. But when I lived in Indiana and when I was growing up, I'll tell you, ain't nobody ever pick up a dog shit one time. <laughs> <laughs> my mom did it, but my mom was always kind of like a Girl Scout. So I was yeah. like, I'm not going to do that. My dad's got the right <laughs> idea, though. <laughs> what are they going to do? They can't tell who did I it. I don't know if it's like a sign of the time. Like, have we just evolved now? Like, people are calling each other out about it, so people do it now. I don't know, because I just know what I know. But, it is the polite thing yeah. to do, to pick up it the is dog the, shit. Pick up the shit. You got to pick up the shit. You it know. sucks, but you got to do it. So anyway. when she gets home, we find that her house has been burglarized. And sucks. It does suck. Macon Blair had his own home burglarized and his laptop stolen plus some other stuff and this story was partially inspired by his experience with that and also his experience with the police follow-up oh my god to that (laughs) you ever been robbed just generally i have i have yeah Yeah, me too it sucks um when when i lived in indy i had like the type of front doors that have like the large window in the front door yeah yeah and um they picked off the window jams with like a screwdriver or something mm-hmm. and just picked off the jams and pulled out the glass and stepped through the door and uh, took my laptop. And I, I don't think they uh, took anything sucks. else, but I didn't even notice for like a couple days. I like got home one day and noticed that the window was like funny. And I yeah. was like, I don't know why this window is funny. And then like two days later, I found the jams they had been like shoved behind some stuff on our porch. Oh. And then yeah, I realized yeah. my laptop was gone. I figured like probably my roommate was home and my roommate's room was like in the back of the house and you can't really hear anything when you're in his room. So probably like he came stomping out and the dude just like bailed or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I didn't notice for like a couple days. But that yeah, sucks. they took my laptop. Yeah, my car broken into once. It sucked. I had my car broken into once too when I was in Missouri. Busted my window and took all my stuff. <laughs> my whole makeup bag, everything, all my food, my diary. Yeah, that sucked too in St. Louis. And I was supposed to be there for three days, and I was going to sleep in my car, so I Ugh. had to make alternate plans. That's What's your worst. story? Oh, I was just uh, in Chicago for a couple days for a string of shows, and mm-hmm. I was I was staying at an Airbnb, but I had my backpack in the car. Oh, stole you my can't phone. do that in Chicago. <laughs> no, no. Got to take was... the backpack. Yeah. So came back after the show, broke a window. They just stole my phone. Anyway. I also, I dated someone once who was moving. And while they were like taking stuff out, some people came in the house with boxes and just loaded up boxes and took boxes of their stuff out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That was that in Chicago sucks. too. But uh, yeah, being robbed sucks ass. It just and, uh, su- don't rob other people especially not in their homes i don't know i mean i guess cars too cars are just the most pain in the ass with cars is that you have to pay to replace that window <laughs> uh yeah did they bust really, your window yeah oh i it was december and i had to drive home yeah and it mine was like a hundred and something dollars yeah, to replace my same. car window when it's like, okay, you took my food. Like, <laughs> you took my shit and you. I would have just given over. you the food. It was like yes. a twenty dollar bag of food or something. <laughs> God, so terrible. But yeah, when it's in your home, like I don't know, you just they talk about it in the movie. Like it's just a violation, and like yeah, you expect your home to be a private space for you and not somebody else coming in there. <laughs> yeah, when she was talking to the cops, I was at least happy. 
that this this depiction of cops was accurate. Yes, very. The, I I didn't even think about calling the cops when I was robbed. I was like, what the fuck are they gonna do? I didn't do? either. And it's like, yeah. Well, I had when my car was broken into, I had to call the cops to like technically file a report so I could get the insurance or whatever the fuck. Sure. But they don't do shit with that. They just give you a case number. Yeah. They're not looking into it. And it's the same that you see in this movie, too. Like, they're not doing shit with the info. <laughs> no, they're like, well, if someone literally comes and gives us a tip, then maybe we'll yeah. look into it. But otherwise, nope, we're not going to, like, look it around for it. We're not going to yeah. drive up and down streets looking for the laptop. Yeah, and I feel like they kind of victim blame her even a little bit. Yeah. They're like, oh, would you leave the door open? Oh, you know, like, they suck. Yeah. Uh, a baby. cops. <laughs> All right, so not long after that is when we get the Elijah Wood entrance into the movie. The Elijah Wood reveal uh, of Rat Tail Elijah. Yeah, I tell you what, I still hate a rat tail. Really? Never liked him, yeah. I loved his hair in this movie, and actually his whole style. <laughs> I loved his style, though. I loved it. All the, sh- all the shitty icon, metal shirts looked great. Fashion icon status. I wish that I looked like Elijah Wood in this movie. Yeah. That's goals to me, <laughs> including the rat tail. <laughs> Everything fits him so good. Oh, my God. And you know what? I think that's his normal hair, maybe, because he has that hair in another movie, too. So I wouldn't be surprised. Good for him. I also wouldn't be surprised. But also, can I have a genie wish and I look like Elijah Wood in this movie? That's all I want. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, the posters make him look too hot, I think. He's not that hot. He's just like... Well, the thing about that kind of hairstyle... Oh, he is. He is hot. He, oh, he's hot. Yeah. I, I, well, he's fine. The thing about that kind of hairstyle is it's not very photogenic, like, because it has to kind of be captured from, like, a certain angle to get the full effect. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem with my hair, too. It has to be a certain angle. You just, it's not very photogenic, but it mm. looks cool in real life. You gotta see the <laughs> it looks motion. Cool. Yeah, you gotta get the full 360. <laughs> <laughs> One of his first lines is a line that I really like. So she meets him because... He has a huge dog that has been taking shits in her yard, speaking of not picking up dog shit. And (laughs) she confronts him about the poop, and he says, Look, that's not me. Leaving a BM in your yard, that's not who I am. A BM. (laughs) I hate it. I love it. Just call it a poop. No, it's because I've met people who fucking call it, Oh, yeah, well, they had a BM. And I'm like, don't make me remember, like, a bowel movement. Yep, got it. I think BM is funny. I think more people should say BM. <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, I think poop is just such a funny word. BM, to me, has more comedic effect. Tweet us. What's funnier, poop, poop or, or BM? BM? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to do a poll. <laughs> anyway, that was just an incredible entrance into the movie. Yeah. Elijah Wood rocks in this. Yeah. And so does, so does Melanie Linsky. She rocks, too. Yeah. Yeah. She's also... Uh, New Zealander, so hey, she's being American for this. New, so. Z- New Zealand, I nope. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll Brit. It's time for us to play and fly to the Concords. <laughs> so, because the police are incompetent, she begins investigating her robbery by herself. She's sick of people being assholes, 
is yeah. basically her whole thing for this whole movie. She doesn't want people to be assholes anymore, and she's going to confront these robbers and tell them they can't be assholes. <laughs> I tell you what, hmm. when you say it like that, it sounds very uh, Karen-y. Um, What's that? Karen. Karen. Oh, okay. Like, kind of just like... Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't have that Karen vibe that it kind of gets. Like, she's not... She is, yes, like, her goal is to pretty much just finger wag these people. Mm -hmm. But, um... But she's had it. Yeah, and it comes from this (laughs) place of, like, yeah, I get that. Like, it comes so in a way that the audience relates to it because we have all had days or or moments where it's just like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Like, <laughs> like what the hell? Like, how can we not do this well? Colin's how- becoming a shooter again. <laughs> no, I... Look, I don't need to be on any more FBI watch lists. <laughs> no, but it, it, this movie does a great job of, I think, <laughs> it, it, engendering itself with its audience. Sure. So in her investigations... First, she finds a footprint in the backyard and takes a plaster cast of it. I was already like, surprised that step one, I could not get to that step. I would stop at, (laughs) I've been robbed. I would, how do you investigate? You don't. That's scary. I have to go to the store and get (laughs) plaster caster. She was over it. Yeah. So then her find my computer app goes off on her phone. She again tries to notify the cops. And they won't help her. The one person who had taken her seriously about all this was Elijah Wood's character. Yeah. The only person who's validating her at all throughout this. Mm -hmm. So she goes to get him to uh, help her. And he is like a... uh, When the director talks about Elijah Wood's character, he speaks of him as being like a ninja D&D nerd type guy because that's how he was when he was a kid growing up yeah and he's like what if that guy could be a hero instead of just a ninja freak D nerd <laughs> what if having those qualities made you a hero instead yeah. of a nerd which i think is kind of a a cool like reclaiming of your nerddom i guess absolutely <laughs> so her and elijah would go to the house they bust in they get the laptop and they get a new clue that the laptop had come from this consignment shop. So at that point is when we realize that the people who had the laptop aren't the burglars. And the next scene, we are introduced to who the burglar is. What do they, they like show the shoe print cast and then they fade to the shoe? <laughs> yeah. And it was something I took me a second. I felt smart for catching it. And then I realized it was very obvious and on So purpose. obvious and intentional. <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, never mind. And when we meet this burglar, this culprit, uh, he's shitting into the tank of the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we love. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving his mark. It seems like he had just walked into this house party and tried to blend in and robbed a bunch of their stuff and was like, oh, I'm a uh, uh, Joe's friend or whatever yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. He ends up having to whoop the guy whose house it is right, to get away. Mm-hmm. And he meets his crime boss in the woods. And the, the crime boss and crime boss's girlfriend are doing drugs. Yeah, it, it, gross. It did kind of play into the... Oh, drug addicts are just like degenerates who live in the woods and rob people kind of tropes. Yeah. Love. That's what I was, I felt that too. Look. Yeah. When you see someone smoking out of a crack pipe, Mm -hmm. you gotta, I want to see some results from that. I want to see someone acting 
like, and I tell you what, I don't mean to, to flash my credentials, but I've seen people on meth, on crack, and I want to see that. Because people are not very, I tell you what, coherency, not high on the, the meth uh, inebriation scale. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not going to be driving a car terribly well. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I think this bad guy character is very interesting and very fun, but the drugs didn't help create that. In fact, no. for me, it kind of distracted from some of the other more fun, weird qualities he had. Yeah, and it's like they can be criminals without having to like stigmatize drug addiction too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just get kind of sick of those tropes. It just wasn't helpful. Yeah, it wasn't no. useful. What's next? Oh, they go to the flea market consignment shop place. Real and, weird. Did you read yeah. any of the signs around this place? No, but I'll tell you, uh, it's like 90% a real place. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Most of everything that's there is just, they found this place and we're like, can we shoot here? <laughs> so tell me about the signs. There's one sign that was like, it was ours for a place. It was like on a a whiteboard and it's like hours. And instead of, you know, like Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yada, 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 yada. It was like a long paragraph. And there's of of the (laughs) building they go into, there's an Mm -hmm. enormous sign about like questioning 9-11 and linking it to the moon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. This place. Wait, who did 9-11? The moon. (laughs) Yeah. This place is my kind of joint, you know? (laughs) Flea markets are always dodgy, I think, no matter what. I tell you They're what, just I've never a seen dodgy. this dodgy of a flea market. <laughs> I have... I've been to some weird ones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Flea, flea markets are a great place for crimes, I think. You think a lot of crimes happen at flea markets. Oh, yeah. Or I think a lot of flea markets are the result of crimes. <laughs> the things that are for sale, oh, for sure. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Or um, possible fronts for crime operations. <laughs> Is yeah. that where all the cool people are hanging? <laughs> yeah. All the smooth criminals? I mean, if you criminals? find the right ones, yeah, all the smooth criminals are there. <laughs> I gotta go to more flea markets. <laughs> she finds her grandma silver here, and the robber ends up coming in at the same time that she's about to steal her grandma's silver back. Mm-hmm. She goes to chase after the robber guy and the old man who runs the shop chases after her because she's stealing the silver and ends up he breaks her finger <laughs> uh, it's done very quick too yeah you don't really see what happens all of a sudden just boom the <laughs> the breaking happens off screen you just hear the noise and then you see the finger which is like comically twisted finger yeah. i don't know what broken fingers look like and i'm not gonna google it but i have to think they don't look like that Not that, yeah, I don't think they're that broken. I've only seen a finger detached. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Not not a regular break, so I couldn't really say. (laughs) I don't need to know. I don't have any information on that. So that finger break, though, is, I think, the first real violence in the film. Yeah. Then Elijah Wood comes out and socks (laughs) the guy to save her. Says sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I love him so much in this movie. (laughs) He's amazing. And I tell you what, this is something that I, yeah, I think I feel bad that I enjoy it. Love it when an old person gets taken out in a movie. (laughs) Love it. 
It's just shot so well. It reminded me a lot of um, the way the movie cuts around. The editing reminded me a lot of Edgar Wright. Mm. I love that editing style. I'm not calling him out mm-hmm. as like a thief or anything, but like, because I think it's just, it's a cool style of editing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, sure. flashy and fun. Um, I also didn't mention Elijah Wood's part in the retrieval of the laptop, but that was also like a pretty great sidekick <laughs> highlight spot for him too when he walks in the room throws a ninja star into the wall throws a popper firework into the next room yeah. <laughs> like, I, I tell you what <laughs> walks in a blast that huh. is i think where i officially was like all right this movie won me over i'm not grumpy this yeah he's really good his character is so cute yeah <laughs> So after this, she's on drugs because she has a broken finger. Elijah Wood takes her to church. And actually, um, Macon Blair put both of his parents into this movie. Uh, So when you see her grandma Mm -hmm. throughout the movie a couple times, that's his mom. And the pastor here in the church is his dad. So that's just a little cute thing. He thought this would probably be his only movie. You know, it's like... You're just yeah. a guy and you like have this one shot to like somebody's going to give you money to make a thing. So he was like, if this is my only thing, I want to do all the things I want to do. And uh, having his parents immortalized in the film was one of his things. So that's cute. That's really sweet. And in this church scene, I thought it was kind of fun. They The way that they used the sound in this part of the movie mm-hmm. where the pastor is like, I don't know, lip syncing to whatever sound is just yeah. like playing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, whatever song. It's he's fun. like, you know, it's just a cool, it seemed like a cool, a cool drug thing, thing yeah. baby. <laughs> and I think when they're at church too is the first time that you get a feeling like there might be a little romantic spark happening between yeah, them. Yeah, kind of see They touch fingers. Pinky. They touch fingers. Pinky to pinky. The classic shot of like, Two people sitting next to each other, both with their hands on the bench and yeah. like their their pinkies scooting closer <laughs> and closer to each other. Yeah. Is that how it happens? Yeah, kinda. I mean I to very to varying degrees, that is exactly how it happens. You just kind of like How do you hold hands with somebody? Somebody oh, tell me. Oh my god. It is it is hard. I'm new. I you just kinda try, you know? You're like I guess. I feel like I'd probably just be like, hey, want to hold hands? And they would either say yes or no. (laughs) Yeah, that's if you do it the correct way. (laughs) That that is, you are right. That is the correct way to do it. I would just say. (laughs) It could be kind of fun next time that I'm in this position to uh, pull out my phone, start recording a vid, put my hand on the bench, and slowly... Slowly wriggle my little pinky finger over. Oh man, just yeah. I want. I actually want this to happen. Just completely blow it on a on like a for second or third date. Just like Ooh, yeah, I wait till the third date to try and hold somebody's it. hand. I don't know what speed you move at. <laughs> move at no speed because I don't date. That's pretty funny though. Yeah, I tell you what, what I do. I'm thinking about recording that video. It's so I, funny. Dude. I wait till <laughs> they make a move. <laughs> oh yeah, Lindsay held your hand first. I put a ball politely in the court, and I'm like, I'll like you know. Let's see, Lindsay and I are first. Mm, funny, my at a hand's bar. just sitting here wide open. No yeah, other hands inside. I just like whip <laughs> it onto the bar in a very dramatic fashion, <laughs> and 
just like leave it there and continue the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Whew. Okay, the next scene is the Derek Mears scene. I saw his bald ass and I was like, Kayla's gonna go off about the photo again. <laughs> Sue me. It's a great pick that it we have a, together. It is a great pick. Yeah, the pick of me and Derek Mears is on our Instagram. You do have to scroll back a little for it. His character name in this too, Donkey Dick. <laughs> I tell you what. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a great name. Honestly, I feel like this whole scene was like unnecessary. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just like him selling guns to the three criminals and uh, he punches the crime boss and the crime boss's teeth. His partial plate falls out. You know, <laughs> pretty it, funny. <laughs> it does reinforce one thing that happens mm. later. What? Well, we know that the quality of weapons he's purchasing is not high. Mm. Um, okay. Derek Mears makes a slight about like you pay what you can get and you can barely get this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, pretty useless. Even that, like, even then, it's kind of like you could have shown it in a more efficient way concise way yeah yeah this is just kind of like i mean i was excited to see Derek mears though <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was excited to see the man but if i if i want to think about it objectively i feel like the scene yeah just could have been cut <laughs> yeah not really necessary we didn't really learn anything from that so when they were at the flea market Elijah Wood got the plate number from the criminal's van. He's been holding on to it for like three days. (laughs) They go to their house and they're going to look up the plate number on the web. And I I just love everything that happens right here. Because what does he say? Like, we got to find the plate number on the web. Just got to know how to dodge the spiders or something like that. Yeah. And this was a... Which is incredible. Oh, this little montage of him, mm-hmm. dramatic Dutch angle it's shots so of dramatic. on yeah. the computer and typing. The music's getting intense. He spends like five minutes acting like a computer spy hacker. And then he whispers, open sesame. <laughs> and then it finally cuts to the computer screen <laughs> and just shows him Googling, look up license plate question mark. Yeah, very similar to Brigsby Bear. Where he's just earnestly Googling. Yeah, like... <laughs> but they build it up so much, like, he's really, like, doing some hacking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was just such a good oh, gag. Please. I was lolling. I... Oh, man, I'm going to say that every morning when I log into my computer at work. Hmm. Open sesame. <laughs> <laughs> he just acts like he's hacking the mainframe or whatever the fuck. And he's just Googling look up license oh, plate my gosh. question mark. I tell you what, some of the funniest shit... I see at Good my Google job. Good Google gags? Oh, what? Is kids, so we have two computers that the kids can use on the, sh- on the shelter uh-huh. floor. Oh, do you get to look at their search? No. I mean, like, they oh. barely use it because the safe search we have on is so strict <laughs> that it's, like, barely a functioning computer. You can't yeah. do much of anything on it. Like, uh, you can sure. play some games and you can look at some, like, but no, they want to go on SoundCloud. You can't go on SoundCloud. You want to go on YouTube. Can't go Damn. on YouTube. Um, but a lot of kids say that they're going to like, they're like going to hack it. Like mm, the, the safe yeah. search. And <laughs> what ends up happening a lot of times is kids will just end up completely like wiping the computer. <laughs> <laughs> like running a clean sweep of it. Just like erase everything. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> we have to like end up calling out technical services. Get a kid's like, 
Oh, I was actually really close. I just, uh, I, uh, I didn't do the right thing. I, like, didn't click the right program. <laughs> when I was in school, I remember we would find, like, different VPNs or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> they would only last, like, a week before the school blocked like that VPN and then you'd have to find a new one or something. Like, exactly. Yeah. For forever. But that was twenty years ago. <laughs> like I wonder what they're doing these days. They're they're trying stuff, but it just always fails. Just let the kids get online. I mean honestly. Hey, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I didn't install the goddamn safe search. If it were up to me, the kids can't watch pornography. But that's it. Yeah. Sorry. That's gross. They don't Mags only. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a traditionalist <laughs> we don't want them getting into any of that freak shit online <laughs> yeah. the classic mag normal pics <laughs> healthy development absolutely <laughs> where they can watch uh what's a movie with, <laughs> with bo- yeah they can watch just like i did they can pause the scenes in caddyshack What's the movie with Nev Campbell when her and the girl kiss in the water? Wild Things. <laughs> they can watch Wild Things. You can watch Wild Things. You can try to catch uh, Showgirls on HBO. <laughs> we have no <laughs> no newer references than what we grew up with as kids. <laughs> I tell you what. It, as There's got to be a, a more recent titty movie. <laughs> as, an, as an 11-year-old, I'd be like, mm-hmm. uh, I can list almost every movie that shows a nipple. And nowadays, the nipple market, oversaturated. I see so many nipples, and I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) They just wash over me. Okay, (laughs) brag. You're not seeing nipples all day, every day? (laughs) I see so many nipples that they wash over me, is what you just said. (laughs) What was that? Was there like a Judd Apatow movie where they are like making a website for the timestamp of every movie that has a titty in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's knocked up, and there's already a web a website that does that. <laughs> Mr. Skin, famously. <laughs> I just, I'm saying that to say, like, that was such a timestamp in history. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> who cares anymore? You really... Uh, an entire market of movies is now lost. The market of movies... That were solely made because they had boobs in them mm-hmm. uh, or sex to some degree. Like raunchy, like Road Trip. I remember Road Trip, a big part of Road like when I was, because Road Trip came out, I was probably like seven or eight. I just knew mm-hmm. got Baby boobies Kali. in it. It's got boobies <laughs> in it. But yeah, like all those raunchy comedies, they were like mm-hmm. fucking American Pie. They were like, you see Shannon Elizabeth's tits in it. Like, <laughs> different times these days. Kids don't know. <laughs> yeah, kids, kids aren't invested in celebrity titties like they used to be. <laughs> Cut all that. It's trash. It's perverted trash. It was a moment in culture. <laughs> How the fuck did we even get here? <laughs> Loose. This really was a good movie, I swear. I love how loose. We haven't been this loose in years. I know. <laughs> um, so back to the movie. <laughs> she takes her plaster cast of the footprint to the cops, and the dude's an absolute ass about it. Yeah. Implies that she's off her meds because her meds were stolen, and then also tells her that he's getting divorced. <laughs> That's a classic guy tactic. 
that I'll be employing in several years to uh, get out of things. Yeah. Or maybe just, are you going to fake people out with it? We'll see. <laughs> Lindsay, please don't divorce oh, me. <laughs> um, and he, he absolutely will not listen to her or any no. of the problems she's trying to bring to him. ACAB. I mean, what else is there to say? ACAB for <laughs> sure. But I tell you what, uh, this actor, Gary Anthony Williams, who plays the cop. Oh boy, yeah. He's in tons of stuff. And I tell you what. He has over 200 IMDb credits. He's <gasps> in he's in fucking everything. Yes. Oh my, I should I should have mentioned him up top, but I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But like, he looks great in this. I hadn't seen him in like, since like 20 in a movie in a long time. He, he looks fucking younger. He like de-aged, I feel like. So yeah. just... Call it about looking great in this movie. You do uh, over 200 IMDb credits. Maybe you make a few bucks from that, you know, get your skincare routine and check. Get a yeah. dermatologist kind of shit going on. Some facials. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's great in this too. <laughs> yeah, he is. So because the police won't help her, she is, of course, going to take matters into her own hands. And the first thing she does is goes to the grocery to buy a box of cereal to get a fake police badge out of it, which is just goofy as fuck yeah could she not have just bought a fake police badge <laughs> no they wanted the visual of cereal as well god i wish i had cereal right now it's just kind of funny the little absurdity there yeah so she gets this fake police badge but she doesn't change her clothes at all and she's like in sweatpants <laughs> and they go to the big old mansion where the van of the criminals is registered to mm-hmm. and the lady who answers the door we find out is the stepmom to the robber. Yeah. And her character is pretty fun, I she's, think. <laughs> yeah, she's big stepmom vibes. She seems like she's like on something too. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> she just kind of goes off and everything she says is really funny. And then when her husband comes home, if you just like pay attention to like everything that's happening, it's all every little thing that happens in this place is so funny. Oh, everything yeah. she says is funny. When the husband comes home, he's in the kitchen just pouring raw eggs into a cup <laughs> while his bodyguard runs around the house <laughs> clear and, and <laughs> into every room saying it's clear. <laughs> clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like everything happening at once. Oh, their hands are up the whole time. So funny. So yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. This scene's great. Honestly, everything that happens inside this house throughout the movie is great. Yeah, it's all just very funny. How do they get out of this situation? They get kind of kicked out because the the husband just kind of gives them a talking to and is like, uh-huh. he, is, he, he basically implies like, people will do anything as long as you let them. I think that's a little yeah. a quote of his. He and, says anyone can do anything if you let them. Yeah, and she gets kind of pissed off about it and... Mm-hmm. Ends up stealing his lawn tiger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love how committed Elijah Wood's character is to his, like, moral, ethical (laughs) standpoint, too, that he is so upset with her that she took that lawn ornament. (laughs) It's so sweet. It's, like, funny. His character's so cute. Yeah. He's a Judas Priest fan. He's wearing a priest shirt earlier, and he's not down with breaking the law, though. So, I don't know. Well, he is. He does break I, a lot of laws. Breaking the law isn't the problem here. Yeah, the problem yeah, yeah. is she has slighted an innocent person. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. So, for, like, the next big chunk of the movie, there is just an incredible sequence. It's just bada-bing, bada-boom, one thing after the other. Yep. All fantastic. Uh, I, I was... Yeah. 
screaming. This was great. So we start with this incredible tracking shot when she goes home and we're just kind of like the camera's kind of following her from one part of her house to the other. She gets a beer from the kitchen, goes to the bedroom, and when she's walking to the bedroom and the camera pans past the front door, you see the kid, burglar, peeking in the door, but it doesn't stop on him. I love what the camera does here. It's so great. It doesn't stop on him. You just see him in the background. You're like, oh, shit. And then when she comes back out of the bedroom, goes to the front door, she's looking outside. He's not there. Kind of like the strangers, yeah. Camera turns around. He's behind her in the house. Classic horror shot. Like So good. Yeah. (laughs) So good, so scary. And then she she whacks him with the plaster cast. Whacks him in the neck. Cracks his windpipe. Yeah. When he stumbles outside, he gets hit by a bus. (laughs) Whoa. Yes, yes. I'm in. (laughs) Whoa. Yes, 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 yes. Van people pull up, whack her, she's kidnapped. And... I mean, it just keeps going from here. They go back to the mansion. We're moving. Because the crime guys want to rob the mansion guys. Crime guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, am I right or am I wrong? You're you're right. Keep going. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to go beat by beat through everything that happens in the house, but just the whole sequence of like how each person gets like injured, maimed, shot. There's ricocheting bullets involved. The dad's hand gets blown off. All this shit. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, fuck, the Derek Mears scene pays off because mm-hmm. <laughs> Crime Girl, who we have not detailed at all, Crime Girl, <laughs> it's basically an, an old sawed-off shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when she pulls the trigger to shoot it for the second time, the handle kind of just collapses and back it backfires, essentially. And, like, blows some of her fingers off. Mm-hmm. She stabs Elijah Wood a bunch, shanks him in the Switchblade belly. Switchblade shivs him. Yeah. Yeah. He threw a ninja star into her cheek. That was amazing. Oh. It's all just, like, this whole sequence is, like, just incredible. I was screaming. It was so great. The <laughs> she... gore was perfect. It was kind of, like, it's like, Mandy-level escalation. <laughs> this is the scene where she pukes a bunch, too, right? Or is that earlier? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it's here. Yeah. Um, she pukes when... Is it when the guy's hand gets blown off, I, I think? I think that's when, yeah. And she just starts hurling and hurling and hurling. <laughs> a, comic, um, a comical amount of, like... We love a good vomit. bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. All of it so great. And, and the reason why Elijah Wood comes in, because he wasn't with them... He figured out where they were, deduced it from clues from her apartment. Yeah, yeah. And throws the nin- when he throws the ninja star, it's like him saving her again, him sidekicking. <laughs> and he's brought back the lawn tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Sets it down. Yeah, I ended up watching this scene twice because so good. It moves so quick that you can't you can't look away. No, you can't. So good. And I mean that whole just. I don't know how long it is, but from when she gets home and is walking through the house all the way until they leave the mansion is just boom, 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 and so Fuck. fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Even after the they leave Even the mansion. Even after, but like that particular chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I agree. It's just so incredible. It slows but down it, a little bit, though. Yeah. yeah. So after that, everyone is pretty much either whooped or dead. Yeah. She has to drag Elijah out, who's been stabbed, and is having to row them in a boat with a broken finger, can't get the motorized boat to work, yeah. the motorboat. But of course, the one crime guy who has survived <laughs> does get the motorboat to work. <laughs> it's just one of those days. Yeah. Yeah. 
I really liked this was another scene that I really liked the use of sound too because when they are rowing across the well I think it even starts when they're in the woods still getting to the Mm -hmm. boat the way his voice travels it's almost like a video game yeah kind of like omniscient or like you know when there's a bad guy after you where'd you go yeah I'm coming for (laughs) you yeah just like yeah, I didn't really know. And it sounds that. like it's like right on you, like no matter where you are, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um That was really great, yeah. It was cool. I thought it was a cool effect. So yeah, he <laughs> chases them across the river. She hides Elijah Wood mm-hmm. and does a hey, look at me uh, over here, not that direction. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> and they continue to have a chase and fight. He asks her if she's ever eaten cat meat. (laughs) That was a great grab. Yeah, she's like criticizing his tattoos. She's like, you don't even look that cool. You know, you look stupid. And he's like, well, have you ever eaten cat meat? (laughs) Yeah, like what's happening? (laughs) Which is a great, it's a Mm -hmm. great, like, you know what? In In this part of the world, that is a fucking like, yeah, if if someone's eating cat meat, they are a they're a different breed of cat, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we haven't actually said where this movie takes place. I think it's set in Virginia, actually, but it was okay. shot in Portland. So, I don't know if that's interesting. But... <laughs> All right, sure. Yeah. That's cool to shot in Portland at least. To know where it was shot. This director actually is from Alexandria, Virginia, which is right next to where my mom is from Woodbridge, Virginia. My mom went to high school in Alexandria. So that's just kind of random. He wanted to shoot this at his house in Austin, Texas, but because of uh, the tax rebate things in Oregon were so good. And because this was like purchased by Netflix, they had their own like scouting people, like all these people that would help him. So they found all the places for him. And he was like, well, seems like uh, too good to be true. Got to do it in Portland. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay, I want to issue a uh, snake warning for the next 30 seconds, because I know we have some listeners who are snake-phobic. Yeah. So he gets taken down by a snake. Yeah. The snake shown here is a black rat snake, probably trying to emulate a cotton mouth, a.k.a. water moccasin. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, snakes don't really bite like that. <laughs> the way it was hanging off his face. Yeah. Only, really only milk snakes and king snakes will hang like that. Um, okay. Most snakes, it's a strike and leave situation. Okay, because they just want to get the venom out, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I, well, they're usually they're not trying to kill a human anyway. And actually, I don't even think water moccasins kill humans. They can leave you paralyzed if you don't get anti-venom or whatever. But um, I don't think they even, those, even those snakes kill you. It was but. an effective shot. It was an Regardless. effective shot. Yeah. I just personally... I always forget I kinda, you're, a, you're a snake pedant. I, I'm a snakehead, and I feel sad when snakes get misrepresented in media because they're nice and cool. <laughs> What's the most recent Anaconda And not mean and scary. <laughs> I want to see if we can do the most recent Anaconda movie. Oh, my gosh. There have been... So many snakes in movies, and they're just misrepresented. Oh, Even I've... ones with real teeth, they strike and leave, and they're not trying to kill you or anything. Um, snakes also have the least painful bite of any animal that I've ever been bitten by. And I've been bitten by lots of snakes and lots of animals. So, 
snakes rock? I love snakes. <laughs> I've had a snake hang off my finger and not even known that it was there. <laughs> That's why um, I know that milk snakes and king snakes are the only snakes that really hang on you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's scary when they do that because you can't get them off. You kind of have to put them underwater until they can't breathe <laughs> for them to release. And that's scary, but it still doesn't hurt. Anyway, yeah, justice for snakes. Snake chat. I love them. <laughs> so that's the end of snake chat. <laughs> the man has been foiled. So when she escapes from the man, she sees her grandma, uh, the ghost of her grandma, who points her in the right direction to her boyfriend because she couldn't find him in the woods. And this is like kind of a big moment for her because throughout the movie, she's been so like nihilistic or like, oh, when you die, it's just black and that's sad kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then she sees the ghost of her grandma, which is kind of like a little, maybe there is something else kind of moment. Yeah. Uh, So that's big. So there's an incredible ending to this movie. When she finds him, he's, let's say, unconscious. And then we kind of cut to her being back to same old. She's hanging at her friend's. Um, her and her friend are having a conversation where her friend says, like, just be gentle with yourself. You've got all the time in the world, like, giving yeah. all this kind of advice and... Kind of consoling. Yeah. And she turns around. We see Elijah Wood in, like, an ethereal cloud of smoke. <laughs> As if he were an angel looking over her. But when we zoom out, it's smoke from the barbecue. He's totally fine. Everything's normal. And he didn't die. (laughs) And he sucks at cooking burgers. Yeah. Yeah. And he sucks at cooking burgers, which is also just funny and cute for his character. But that was such an incredible like fake out reveal at the end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you really think that he died in the woods. Yeah. No. (laughs) It was a great reveal. Um, The director said that he didn't want the emotional tone at the very end uh, when people are walking out of the theater to be a depressing one. He wanted it to feel rock and roll and fun. That's a direct quote. Yeah. (laughs) He said that to him, there was never an option other than to have uh, Elijah Wood's character survive and to suggest that the girl's character might be, if not totally turned around, at least a little bit better off than when we first met her. Yeah. So she's like going to have this relationship with this cool guy now. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe she's a little better. Fine. Yeah. She's no longer a white boy shooter. Nope. <laughs> and that's roll creds. And we did it. So what are you going to rate this out of five? Okay. I don't know if I need to be this much of a pedant. They'll just lean in its favor. Four stars. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's it? No. <laughs> uh, four stars. I, I just had fun, you know? This movie turned yeah. me around. It's nothing, like, mind-blowing. I thought a couple times throughout how it, it was kind of, like, generic. It, it helps knowing that it was directed by an actor and that mm-hmm. directing isn't his forte because, like I said, like, uh, with the Edgar Wright shot style, mm-hmm. quick cut montages to show progress being done there are just some things that felt kind of you know maybe reused but overall it's still a great time and i think a very positive thing like a very positive movie makes you feel good in the end makes you realize yet like yeah just because everyone else is an asshole i shouldn't be an asshole too and the Mm -hmm. best thing to do when you're feeling grouchy about how the world fucking sucks is to find a friend find a friend and make the world a little nicer for yourself Aww. yeah 
Four stars. Uh, I agree. I also say four stars to energy. Yeah. Be back on it. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Yeah, I found this movie to be really, really fun. Like, I mean, basically everything you just said, I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah, such a fun ride. I thought there was some really great comedy in this. And overall, I found it to be pretty lighthearted. And it's just and nice. Even when, it, yeah, it's just nice. And even when. Uh, there is violence like the violence is really fun mm-hmm. it's not like too heavy or anything i really liked this movie this was a good one four hell stars yeah. Hell yeah. and we would recommend i'd say yeah, yeah check this bad boy out hell yeah now it's time for scream vomit All right, so in this part of the pod, we talk about whatever else we've been watching. So, Kali, what you've been watching? All right, what mo- most of what I've been watching is uh, No Man's Sky, hardcore metal in and or metal rock albums. But movie-wise, <laughs> this morning <laughs> I crammed in a couple movies because last night <laughs> I realized I hadn't watched any. So... Last night, I checked out uh, my first Terrence Malick film, Badlands, from 1973. Terrence Malick, kind of an auteur director, directed Tree of Life, Badlands, Thin mm. Red Line, and uh, I fucking loved it. Badlands is a bop. Yeah. It stars uh, Martin Sheen, set in 1959, and it's basically just teenagers being insane. Late teens, early 20s, Martin Sheen falling in love with 15-year-old Sissy Spacek. Uh, I know Ooh. you gotta you gotta look at it a little in context, uh, and and they never explicitly say Martin Sheen's age, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a teenage girl and her twenty-something boyfriend is the. Uh, but I tell you what, that is a very common fucking dynamic. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. But this mo- Badlands, very good, gorgeous movie, fucking gorgeous, and ninety-four minutes. Love that runtime. But I also watched The Fits from 2015, um, directed by Anna Rose Holmer. This is up your alley. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is a character study that I enjoyed. (laughs) This is very good. This is really weird. It's about an 11-year-old girl. She's kind of a natural tomboy, and she's into boxing. But Mm -hmm. then she's kind of also interested in dancing. And there's like Mm -hmm. a dance club in this community center that she's in. It's like drama, horror, coming of age. It's really weird. And it's only 72 minutes. This movie, it's on Amazon Prime. It's really kind of hard to describe all that it encapsulates. Have you heard about it? No, I never heard of it. It's, uh, peep a trailer and see if you're interested or something, but. I'll I'll just watch it if you say it's cool. It's, yeah. Anyway, what have you been watching? Okay, so I picked a couple things out uh, because I've watched 100 things since our last recording. Yeah. I watched a bunch of boy movies this last week, I've realized. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you'd probably love to see the full list. I started with uh, Alan Clark's Scum, which is from 79, I believe. Don't quote me. It's somewhere around there. Oh, hell yeah. I would say... If you want to watch this movie, don't look up a description because I okay. think the description oversells a certain aspect of it uh, to where it may be a little disappointed at first. Mm-hmm. So don't read the description. 
but it's set at a borstal, which is like a sort of English juvie, essentially, juvenile yeah. detention kind of place, but it's for people all the way up to their early 20s, and it's pretty violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty violent, and I would say that there, there's such a like well-paced escalation of violence in this that like you almost become desensitized to it. It's just like a sort of bad thing happens and then something a little worse happens and then something Mm. a little worse happens. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like all the way up to like a huge escalation. Um, So you almost get desensitized to it as you're watching the movie. Uh, It's pretty fucking wild. It's all boys. It's a boy movie and it's pretty cool. I would recommend that if that sounds like something you're into. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And when I was watching that, I was reminded of this movie If which is from like 1968. Also, don't quote me on that. Uh, But it's a Malcolm McDowell movie. Okay. (laughs) That was a guess. So I'm doing great. (laughs) If dot, 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 dot. Starring Malcolm McDowell. I kind of wish I didn't watch these back to back because Hmm. (laughs) I watched Scum first and was reminded of If because I had seen If a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Scum is kind of a better version of if (laughs) yeah watching them back to back you know yeah that makes sense because if is also like takes place in a boys school it's not it's not a borstal but um it's just a boys school like a boarding school type place and uh also has like some violence but there's also like a lot of surrealism in if and it felt to me like they introduced the bits of surrealism to try and detract from the seriousness of the violence that there was in If. Mm-hmm. I think for like to make it softer on audiences, you know, because mm-hmm. the 60s like depicting violence in movies was still kind of a little taboo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was even, I think, maybe banned for a while or something <laughs> because of... Uh, some stuff that happens in it. But yeah, I felt like they kind of added the goofiness to detract from the violence or to make to lessen the impact of the violence. And mm. I kind of wish they didn't is, I guess, how I feel about it. Yeah. And whereas Scum was just was what it was, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Scum was actually based off of a uh, a screenplay that was banned for several years before the movie was allowed to be made so <laughs> hell uh, yeah <laughs> that's badass uh i think they have the original like released now too mm-hmm. but i haven't watched it so i don't know everybody says that scum is better anyway because it's they got to redo it for the movie mm-hmm. anyway so i watched those two <laughs> i also watched down by law jim jarmish movie okay incredible i mean i'm looking at a, it we got it's a classic film uh yeah. you know it's in the in the annals of history and classic cinema but uh for good reason i mean the three guys it has tom waits it has john lurie i love john lurie and uh you're looking at it what's the third guy's name the roberto Italian. benini roberto benini incredible in the film i didn't think i could love somebody on screen as much as john lurie if they're Mm. in a movie with john lurie because i feel like he has such a captivating on-screen presence like he's he's one of those guys if he's in a movie even if he's a small part even if he's sitting in the background like you just can't take your eyes off of him i think Mm -hmm. he just has such a presence and roberto benini in this film i mean was a close competitor which surprised me (laughs) so yeah that was Really, really good. Another boy movie I watched, Moon, with Sam Rockwell. Have you seen? 
I have not seen. Probably like this one too. I have. Um. I have heard of. <laughs> I think I've watched trailer, maybe even. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, it's from like 2009. Nine, I think. Yeah. Gosh, I'm just pulling these out. So you're nailing them. Slam dunks. I can't believe that these have stuck with me. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say Sam Rockwell character is uh, on a mission on the moon where he's set on this mission for three years alone mm-hmm. or is he dot oh. dot dot you know what i'm saying uh, i know what you're so, saying <laughs> sam rockwell absolute king in the film he's so good um mm-hmm. no surprise i mean it's sam rockwell uh movie's really good yeah okay yeah. and then i have two shorts okay i watched this french short that's animated i'm not usually a very huge into animation mm-hmm. um but this was so good i'm not sure how you say it so i'm gonna try schizane um sure. i don't know it's like the french word for uh equivalent for schizo it's yeah just an animated like nine minute short uh, from like i think also 2009 about just being beside yourself it's a guy gets hit by a comet and uh he's off kilter basically mm. but just really good and then lastly, <laughs> I watched a short film, a little bit longer of a short, 30 minutes, called A Ripple of Nothing Significant. This one's on YouTube. Okay. Um, it is directed by Alex Kavutsky and Ariel Gardner, whose movie I talked about last episode, I think. Yeah. And this short came right before the movie, and they have sort of a similar but reversed theme to them. And I think actually that if you wanted to watch them, I think this would be a good... Uh, wine for the entree do you know what i mean yeah (laughs) i think they'd be a good double feature so yeah it's on youtube and i think it's really good and i love everything they do i think (laughs) yeah they're very talented so yeah watch that and that's all the things i'm gonna say (laughs) well that was a very very good hell yeah i had a great i had a great film week i watched nothing but good stuff pretty much there's Just even bops. more stuff I didn't. <laughs> there's more stuff I didn't even say, uh, but I don't want to go on for too long. But yeah, yeah. Uh, these were the highlights. So yeah. great week for me for film. All right, thanks for listening, y'all. You can find us on Instagram and everywhere else at Screen Vomit. One word on all the things. I am continuing my short film challenge watching a short film every day and i've been posting them in the ig stories and on our link tree every day as well as we still have the curated short film list of good shorts if you want to take in more shorts in our link tree which is in the show notes so do the follows watch the things give us a subscribe on your podcast app if you haven't already and leave us a rating and review it's very nice if you do that uh, and you can send us an email at screenvomitpod at gmail.com with your thoughts on this movie or other movies or suggest a movie. Hey, if you want to hear me talk about labor and unions and stuff like that, I got a podcast called How to Fire Your Boss. It's up now and all the stuff. Hell yeah. And next week, we will be watching the film Nice Guys. Hey. That's on Hulu. So check that out and uh, we'll see you then. All right. Hell yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.